0: Episode 5 of 10 minutes with Mel and Sam in New York City. Or, as the case is now, 10 minutes with Mel and Sam not in New York City because we're now staying in the beautiful town of Kingston in in upstate New York. So, the theme of our episode is we're taking an opportunity to reflect on why we came to New York in the first place and at this midpoint of our trip, talking about the theme of our journey as a whole. So, we're talking to you about seafaring and maritime history, that good stuff, and also with a little dash of piracy thrown in. So we're going to talk about our last days in New York, our trip to the Maritime Museum in Seaport, and the guns and ships we encountered in Hamilton, which was amazing, our transition up the Hudson River, and our stay in Kingston, which is a beautiful town full of maritime history. We're also going to dip into an interview with Pamela Wick-Grimm, the author of Destiny's Gold and Destiny's Freedom, which are two awesome books about a female ship captain.
1: Yeah, and at the outset, everyone, I want to thank Pamela who came down and saw us in this beautiful old Swedish church yeah. in uh, New York, very close to Bryant Park, where we were watching Broadway all the Broadway stuff, yeah. musicals. And we got our first cup of tea and sticky bun. Uh, thanks, Pamela, for coming and seeing us. I know we should have gone out on a tour ship with Pamela, which would have been absolutely fantastic. But one of the themes that has come through strongly in our holiday. Is that budget determines <laughs> what we do? And it was going to cost us. The theme us, is yeah. poverty. You know? Yeah, the theme is poverty. Yes. It was going to cost us $200 to go out on a tall ship. Yeah. Uh, back in the very olden days, I saw tall ships in Australia on Sydney Harbour in 1988. And it would have been wonderful to go out on. Um, it was Peter Seeger's Clearwater. Clearwater yeah. Clearwater. And it would have been an amazing trip. Um, but practicality is one out, so that will save that one for another trip. Back in New York City, I've dragged my family over here for two months, basically so I can indulge my my researching instinct. We went to the Romance Writers Conference at the Marriott for oh, it was nearly what three or four days, which yeah. was fantastic. We went down to seaport which is the maritime area
0: and that was good because even though we didn't get to go on a moving tall ship at seaport we did get to go on one that was docked in the harbour and look at the cargo hold which was super cool
1: and what was the name of that the waver tree yeah so we went on the waver tree now we have come up the hudson valley and we are talking schooners not tall ships because i don't think tall ships could have manoeuvred up here there were schooners there as well and where we are in kingston it's it's very heavily into the The trade between the upper reaches of the Hudson and down to New York City, which is really exciting, and it gives me lots and lots of scope for my stories, which are contemporary romance novels, I guess, but they've certainly got that rich history of the Kingston area in in their background. I'm really excited because I am here for a week at the moment and I'm being totally self-indulgent. I'm looking at all the beautiful old mansions around here. I'm looking at the Gilded Age, I'm looking at the Gilded Suffragists I'm reading from my <laughs> list of books here. And I've got a historical atlas of New York City. And then The I... Barons of the Sea, that's my favourite title. Oh, The Barons of the Sea, that's really exciting. We can't have pirates, because as Pamela explained to us, pirates were earlier, and yeah. probably nowadays, and they're not nice people anyway. So we're kicking more into the, the buccaneers and the privateers. And we're also going to watch Gone with the Wind, because we are right
0: in the area where... We're right in the area where Sojourner Truth was the first black woman to win a court case against a white man, which happened up in the old Kingston Courthouse in Upper Kingston. And she was she won her case um, for custody of her son after he was legally sold into slavery. She's really well known for her famous Ain't I a Woman speech, which she gave during the early days of the suffragette movement, which was at the time dominated by white, rich women, and Sojourner Truth was talking about the way that womanhood is also influenced by things like race and class, she was, she was essentially talking about intersectionality before the term was coined by Kimberley Crenshaw in I think, the 1980s. The name Anair Woman" given to that speech is technically a bit of a misnomer as a title, because it comes from an edited version of the speech published after she gave it, and that speech was edited to make her sound more um, stereotypically southern or uneducated, when in actuality she probably wouldn't have spoken with a southern accent for example because she wasn't from the south. So she's a really interesting woman in any case.
1: But it's also the, the rich, well-to-do ladies yes. threw themselves behind the suffragist movement, which actually raised a lot of money and awareness because these women already had status. So it's all really interesting. We spent a lot more time in old Kingston town than we yeah. thought. And the history has really unfolded for us over the last few days. Definitely. As we wandered around Roundout, which is where we're staying now in this amazing historic accommodation, uh, we can walk out to from Randall Creek out to the Hudson River itself. And the historical homes uh, that are here actually feed right into my novel series that I'm yeah, writing. Yeah,
0: definitely. We were walking along West Chestnut Street earlier today in midtown Kingston, and the houses are just amazing.
1: Yeah, so this will take probably one paragraph. won't take me long to read it. Kingston is a city richly endowed with architectural landmarks set within a distinctive neighbourhood. The city has much to offer the curious visitor, venerable stone houses rooted in Kingston's colonial and revolutionary past on shaded streets in the Stockade District, Victorian era cast iron fronted commercial buildings in Roundout, dignified late 19th century and early 20th century houses on West Chestnut Street and Albany and North Manor Avenues and historic industrial buildings near the Roundout Creek and West Shore Railway. Now that feeds straight into the series of novels that I'm reading here. So we've got a lot of themes happening, but right back in New York City, right from when we went and had a look at JP Morgan's library, right through to when we went down to Seaport and had a look at the maritime history, there is so much happening here and we'll never be able to write anything as good as Hamilton but to be able to immerse ourselves in the history and have everything so visibly available to us uh, we're taking photos like you can't believe I'm buying books which is I'm nearly up to how many Sam's got but not quite
0: and the suitcases are very heavy for it,
1: yes Yeah. and now that we're here in the Hudson we're looking at Gilded Age mansions we're looking at historical homes we're walking the streets of the old Bluestones we're going over to the brick making factories we'll see the tannery we'll see where the railway crosses the river
0: and also we have had from robins, cats, a deer and a groundhog which is very exciting.
1: Yeah we thought the groundhog was a beaver. Um,
0: yes but then we're like it doesn't have a flat tail and we did a lot of googling and discovered it was a groundhog.
1: Yeah nothing yeah. like we're not doing in Brisbane but we are actually in <laughs> New York, up in yeah. New York state and it's
0: really really cool. Yeah and I think that history has definitely been one of the defining themes of our trip and I know that for me it was very interesting because I don't really you know do history. So it was really good um to go to the Met for example, which I did in New York, and to follow my mother around Seaport Museum and yeah, they to just experience like a new subject matter and especially to see Hamilton, which is a historical musical and it was super good. Can I talk about Hamilton for a minute? Yeah, talk
1: about Hamilton for
0: Hamilton a minute. Hamilton was so good, everyone. I don't You know, if you want me to do a full episode on Hamilton and about, like, analysing its direction, its lighting states, its chorus role, please let me know. But for the moment, I'll content myself to say that directorially, choreographically, lyrically, and all the other illies that exist, it was the best of the best. And we're very glad we got to see it. So, And you bought
1: t-shirts. We
0: did buy t-shirts, which were very expensive.
1: And where we are at the moment in Kingston, there's old Kingston Town, there's the Stockade, there's mid-Kingston Mid, mid Kingston with all the arts and then down where we are at Roundout and the water where the Roundout Creek meets the Hudson River, the people of Brooklyn, the good artists of Brooklyn are starting to pour into Kingston in droves and it's got this amazing arty vibe yeah. and there's a pub up in upper kingston called rough, the rough
0: draft yeah
1: and we're going to a speakeasy it's a bookshop slash pub yeah Yeah, and it's also got organic breads with, with a guy who's um, cultivated his own yeast for four years which is really exciting to people like me probably yeah. not to everybody once the brooklyn tribes come up to these kinds of areas and make them their own the tourists will will flock in as well because we've got nice little cafes we've got Um, there's starting to be bookshops, I guess. There's lots more happening in these kinds of areas. Um, if you're rich enough, there's a, there's a mansion on a hill and it's for sale for a million dollars. (laughs) Um, it was owned by an artist fellow and he sold it and bought two mansions down in the Louisiana and Carolina areas. Um, but this mansion wasn't big enough for him, but if you want it, it's there for a million bucks.
0: Oh yeah. I reckon it's a good investment.
1: Yeah. So marine history is, is our theme. Uh, we, we, as I said, we, we looked at the tall ships. We're now looking at the ski- schooners. We're looking at the boats that chugged up and down the Hudson River.
0: I'm also doing some riding, less historically focused, but still interesting. And I think that was one of the things we said when we came to our new Airbnb called Demue House here in Kingston. It has a lovely garden. It has a really beautiful, comfortable interior space. And it's good to get away from the hustle and bustle of New York and take a week to sit, relax with your own work get some headspace back so you're in the right headspace for when we go on to Orlando to go to our conference and we've been talking about the flow and the rhythm of a holiday and the way that you need to have that busy part so you can experience everything but you also need a week or two when you can just relax and sit with your own work especially if you're doing like any kind of creative work so that's been a really good aspect of this week I think just being able to sit here having not being able to hire a car it's a long story being able to sit here and relax in our backyard with nowhere else to go has really forced us to focus in on our creative energy I think.
1: Yeah and and focus on our New York City book what we want to say about I guess the art of slow travel or more than the things we heard about New York City before we came here were yeah. really quite scary and we weren't quite <laughs> sure what to expect and we expected the busyness, but we managed yeah. to we managed to remove ourselves from that busyness and slow ourselves down and appreciate, I guess, a few things over a month. Uh, the Romance Writers Conference was absolutely amazing. The Broadway district, your absolute nightmare. And <laughs> Unless
0: you're inside a theatre <laughs> seeing something cool.
1: <laughs> like Hamilton.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: but to be shuffled in like cattle and shuffled out again just didn't do anything for me. Whereas we saw another uh, theatre production at the Lincoln Centre and it was much more civilised. It was called
0: In the Green. It was very good.
1: Yeah, and the experience of theatre. Whereas I don't think those Broadway musicals have quite worked out that, hey, people don't want to stand in the gutter. and and...
0: They don't have lobbies. It's all very strange. Yeah, so you you can't actually access the theatre until it's the time to go in. And so we brought Felicity quite early to one of her theatres and we're like, can we leave her here? And they were like, No. And so we had to take her to a coffee shop next door and we're like, just stay there. It's still, I think it's still good to be experiencing these different things and these different these different types of experiences because it's not until you have all of them you can work out what parts of the holiday were inspirational for you and what you're going to take away.
1: And now we're off on a road trip, everyone. We're off from one side of uh, New, New England, England to the, the other. Uh, we've,
0: we've pitched a ride with the lady who owns the local bookshop who's very kindly adopted us in the face of our lack of car. So we're taking a ride with her to Lennox, which is a historical centre where Edith Wooden used to live. We're possibly going to see her house. And then we're heading into Providence.
1: Yeah, and that's that's over in Newport Way, and I know there's a lot of Gilded Age mansions there. The word Gilded Age seems to be going through a bit of a, I guess, resurgence at the moment, and we know with our own beautiful Natasha Lester and all the stories that she's writing, it's pretty exciting for us to be coming along behind and collecting all our research Uh, over at Patreon. We're learning a little bit more about that as we go along. Uh, We're hoping to formalise that at the conference next week, Uh, so we're going to our podcasting conference. They're going to teach us, I think, what we're going what we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to be doing it and, and getting more and more into audio. Yeah. Uh, which is really exciting.
0: Yeah, but we're gonna focus on the audio drama track and the Society Culture and Advocacy track and we're gonna be experiencing some really interesting sessions, I think. Yeah.
1: And our resort's got four pools, so <gasps> we're not quite sure what we we're going to report to you from there. Sit back, relax, listen to our talk with the beautiful Pamela Grimm. Her books are amazing and their research documents are all in their own. <laughs> Now, that coming, now. This, everybody, is an interview that I've been waiting for for a very long time. I solely booked our trip to America to talk to my fast-becoming-my-best-friend, Pamela Groomer. Yeah. Hi, Pamela. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> now, Pamela is a tall ship expert. Pamela, tell us everything you know about hoisting sails on yeah. really long boats.
2: <laughs> well that was really why I was saying that it's going to be really special even though you've done a lot of sailing to get out on a tall ship because until you've done it and you understand the manpower required uh, and the, the rhythm of that and how that has to happen, um, you don't really understand that world but once once you've seen it happen and once you've hauled on one of those lines, you understand sea shanties all of a sudden, and you understand how people work together to, to raise thousands of pounds of yard and sail. Um, and it is really just a great visceral experience to, to really understand what that is like and to walk a deck, a wooden deck of a 150, 200 foot boat at sea or on the river. Um, it's, it's just a very different kind of thing. Um, and it, you begin to understand a lot of what people are dealing with and how they thought in that world.
1: Yeah. Now this is really pertinent, everybody, because Pamela is fast becoming an expert in early maritime history, in a way that every researcher would kill to be. Pamela, tell us about a couple of your research projects and what's coming up in January.
2: Well, the uh, you know we have a, a tremendous cultural archive of all of these ships' logs and captains' yeah. logs yeah. and ships' manifests and bills of lading that just exist in families' papers that have been donated to museums and, and libraries over the years. And to be able to dive into that and go, well, what really happened in January of 1820 out on the North Atlantic um, is, is just very special to be able to really get that actual sort of you-were-there experience and actually hear from those, those seafarers. Um, so I'm working on uh, digitizing some of that stuff through the Winterthur Museum and uh, Library in, uh, in Delaware, and creating a uh, research uh, database that people will be able to, to follow some of their ships and see pictures of the stuff yeah. they had on board and. And, you know, what did the captain look like and, and so on. So just a, an, another way for researchers and writers to really sort of put themselves into that 19th century sailing world. Mm. Now, Pamela's books, if you've listened to our
1: podcast, Pamela's books are set in the, 19, oh, sorry, in the 1880, oh, 1820s, goodness gracious, <laughs> and Captain Jane Thornton. Now, we talked about how yeah, it's no. very
2: possible that women did run these ships they did, um, and, you know, it's, it, it's interesting. We, because so much wasn't written down, we don't know a lot of it. But, for example, um, we look at someone like Emily Flieger Karlin, who was uh, actually from my hometown in Sweden, uh, who grew up with her father's boats and uh, sailing on those boats just the way Captain Jane did. She was born in the early part of the 19th century. And uh, had she been able to figure out how to do it, she has said that she would have liked to continue to do that. In fact, B. Jane, she went on to instead become a very successful writer. But uh, but women weren't unknown in this world. They worked alongside their fishermen husbands, and they crewed their families' boats. Um, we see them on the tugboats later on in the century. We see them on the canal boats. So women were very much a part of this working world just not always recognised as such. Yeah, and that's what we're going to be delving into, everyone, in the next
1: few weeks. Uh, we're heading up to Kingston, Sam, Felicity and I, and we'll be looking uh, more deeply at the maritime history and we're looking at building a, a wooden tender,
2: which you'll hear all about, I'm sure. Uh, Jane, you're from that area. Jane is from that area. <laughs> I love it. I was just telling, uh, I was just saying to you that uh, she's really my alter ego. So yes, please call me Jane. Um, yeah, Jane is from Newburgh, which is just south of Kingston. You'll pass, uh, you'll pass Newburgh if, as you come back south. And um, the sloop that I'm hoping that you'll get on sails out of Kingston. Um, and so you'll see those, those same waters. Uh, so, yes, you'll be right in the center of Jane Thorne country. Yeah, now, thank you very much,
1: Pamela, for saving that blooper. We're all laughing our heads off here. I'm most embarrassed. Um, Pamela, just to wind it up, because we will be talking again, if you're interested in maritime research and we're here in New York City, what are your suggestions?
2: Um, well, that's a good question. Um and, and I don't know that I have a very good answer for yeah, you. Um, there are certainly the south, the, um, the south Street Seaport. There is a museum there, and so if you haven't been down there, and the South Street, um, that seaport is where, including Jane, that's where she would have sailed out of. Um, obviously, the waterfront looks very different today, very different. Uh, but certainly you could, you could perhaps head over that way.
1: Yeah, and, and we will do that, and we will put that up on the podcast as well as we learn more and more about the area. Uh, tell us about your two books. For those of you who haven't bought them yet, and I've been asking you to buy them for some time now, I'm going to get some physical copies, some print copies which uh, to take home with me. I'm, I'm reading my way through uh, book number two at the moment, which is Destiny's Freedom, and I'm trying to get the plot secrets out of book number three, three because there's this wonderful character called Endeavor, now, he's a
2: Quaker, he's a very, very gentleman, but I'm not sure he comes to a good end. And I'm absolutely refusing to have my arm twisted and tell her. So, yeah, they are set. Each one is a journey. And uh, the first one, Jane takes her boat, her schooner, the Destiny, uh, down to uh, Cuba on what is called the Sugar Triangle, where you take either you sail in ballast or you bring uh, timber down to Cuba. You pick up Muscovado sugar, which is um, sort of roughly processed sugar. And then you sail up the Baltic to St. Petersburg, where you pick up uh, pig iron, and you bring that back to the nail factories of, uh, of Massachusetts. So that was a very profitable run that Americans were doing after the end of the War of 1812, after the blockades had ended. Um, and so we see Jane's family uh, trying to make a go of that. In the second book, she goes down to the chesapeake which was uh again a very lucrative waters but sort of things were still being settled down there and uh uh, again we're talking now 30 years after the establishment of the republic so um, washington dc is still a very small city and so on Um, so it's, it's sort of one of the internal frontiers and you see her being involved in some of the issues that uh, were, were troublesome during the times of the New Republic, right up until, of course, the Civil War. So the third book will look at the opening of the Erie Canal, which was a major waterway and really was an economic uh, mainstay of, of the uh, American economy during the 19th century. So, but I'm not telling any more than that. now everyone you've got to realize here that we are talking to an absolute
1: expert Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll be keeping in touch with Pamela so she can keep my novels on the straight and narrow Uh, Pamela's books are put out by the beautiful ladies over at Sistership in Australia actually out of um, uh, Newcastle which is really exciting and I'll be Uh, having those ladies on the podcast as well Uh, but if you're in any way interested in Uh, Lady sea captains. I made the mistake once of saying pirates, but there are no pirates in Pamela's books And there's a very good reason for
2: it. Uh, Neither of us like blood and gore That's right, and I think that you know, that's an it it, is certainly you can set up dramatic tension by having people that you know uh, Run around with scimitars in their teeth and you know cutlasses on their belts to me the world of commerce and conducting business uh, at sea and um, on boats is plenty fascinating, and exciting enough, and so I try to bring out that tension, and uh, and the challenges that these people faced um, of of all kinds. I mean, you see her dealing with personnel issues, but also cargo and um, and finance issues, uh, and then of course there's always a mystery. So, and I think there's some love in there somewhere as well. I was reading a review from is it the American
1: Historical Society mm-hmm. or and. One of the things they commended you on was that very, very thorough research and how impressed they were that the rest of us could pick these things up as a schol- scholarly um, treatise, but they said there was a little bit too much romance.
2: Well, what can I say? I, I, th- I think that, you know, when, when you're writing, for me I always think about my audience and I want you to get enough of the sailing so that if you're a sailor you go, oh yeah, I can picture that. But if you're not a sailor, you're not going, yeah, 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 whatever. Please get back to the story. Um, and so I, I really want to, to have enough of all the different pieces of it that historians go, oh, that's cool that you're talking about that um, without boring people with pages of history. So it's, it's interesting to strike that balance. Um, and uh, I will say that it started out, the whole book started out as being much more focused around her love story. On the rewrite, not so much. So um, so it, it sort of moved away from that, but it's still very much there. Yeah. And as
1: we're here everyone, for the Romance Writers of America conference, we want more romance. So it'll be interesting to see who wins the tug- of war. It'll be interesting to see what happens to Endeavour. and I'll be tracking through the Hudson Valley with Pamela to find out
2: where Jane lives and what she gets up to next.: Absolutely, I'm going to take and show you her house.. <laughs>